gentlemen, Legionnaires, welcome to this, your Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 192 on this beautiful day, 8th of December, 2018. Now, normally you would be greeted with the dulcet tones of Alex Garthon Marsh, along with me, Heathen Dog Grisper, but no, 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 not today. Today's a special day. Today we have John Maxliao Schlow. Go ahead and say hello, John. You get the whiny nasally sounds of John Maxliao Schlow. Yay! Everyone loves whiny nasally. <laughs> hello, everybody. Glad to be here. I got suckered into this, and uh, you know what? We're going to make the most of it. Suckered. That's the word. That's what we're going for. You made me watch for. anime. Yeah, I, hey, wasn't bad. You liked them. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That's how it works. Uh, not hiding in the Horn of Africa this time. <laughs> He's in Djibouti. He's in Djibouti. That's nice. Oh, today we have uh, we have a special day. We have no comics today. That's what makes it special. But uh, another one is uh, our random number generator is actually a segment disguised as a as an RNG topic. It's great. You're gonna love it. But uh, for the actual segment segment, which we're calling segments, we have my anime on the stream. Two anime, both of them radically different in kind and scope. Uh, first, Grave of the Fireflies, and Little Witch Academia the anime series uh a couple weeks ago i did the the animation short story short movie 26 minute movie that uh that was the uh precursor to the series kind of like the pitch and they confused me too when i was trying to do all the uh graphics for this (laughs) sorry (laughs) and after that we have our rng where i might just talk about something and run out the clock so no i won't do that no but uh uh maxley i will be talking about uh two rpgs yes baldahara 26 minute movie it, it was a it was a uh a, a winner of a short film a short anime film contest of uh, of uh anime students like so and thanks and thanks to that i had to watch was it 13 episodes of cartoons you watched all 13 yes Wow. Hey, I, I cannot give an appropriate review or not right. review commentary if I don't watch it all. Well, there you go. The, uh, I only TV. talk about the first three to five episodes because I don't want to ruin the entire arc. So that's all you really had to do. Oh, I'm going to ruin it. Oh, great. There's nothing to ruin, but we'll find out. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, in the Random Number Generator, we're talking about two tabletop RPGs, Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of, of Hyperborea and Dungeon World. Now, the first one I know of, the second I do not. I talked to you about the second one. You weren't a fan. Oh, okay. That's going to suck then. Hey, Sharers, <laughs> how you doing? It's going to suck. Well, you know what? Thank, thanks. thanks for the, you know, now I know how you feel about my segment. Why am I even here? I have no idea. Truthfully, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. But uh, let's see what we're going to talk about here. Bam. Oh, special thanks to all of our subscribers. And it didn't fly in like it's supposed to. You lazy bum. Really? Yeah, it didn't fly in. It just poof appeared. Check- but uh, these are all, our, all of our December Twitch subscribers. Thank you very much for all your help. We really appreciate it. And because of that, next week, we get to do some special stuff. And we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> what bald heart? <laughs> uh, if you don't watch it all, you cannot give a proper commentary. Is that the reference to someone not watching all the episodes of... Shut... Son of a... <laughs> I, yeah, I gave you a five-minute thing in, in YouTube. I will ban you here as well. Stop it. Stop bringing up Dragon Pilot. It's... It's like it's like uh, go- going over to somebody's great grandfather and saying, "So, how was that Holocaust, huh? How how'd you like that concentration camp? That sucked, didn't it?" Hey, hey. 
No, dude, it's not cool. I'm not sure they exactly equate. Hey, they equate enough for someone who hasn't been to a concentration camp. All right. I live in Germany. Then you live around concentration. You <laughs> former concentration camps. There you go. You still haven't been to one. Well, you, no, no, you could have been to one, just it wasn't working at the time. Anyway, uh, I'd like to talk <laughs> about our top donators and patrons. Not, not concentration camps. Stop it. See what you did? You brought it up. Anyway, uh, Streamlabs donations. Thank you, Baldahar. Twitch cheers. Oh, Zon, you are you're you're killing it. You look, are... look at how do you, you know how that money translates, right? Yes. That's effectively over two hundred and seventy dollars he's given. Well, Algarian. Well, me because I get it, but yeah. you know, in but, theory, to Algarian. Yeah, the Algarian. <laughs> yeah. We trickle down economy here. That's how it works. And, and of course, the thank very you. slow trickle. Yeah, there you go. Thank you to our December patrons and uh, all of our video game supporters. We really appreciate it. And our upcoming activities. Look at that, this look is at good that lowly. No, no. Did you see that lonely super chat? Yeah. For my for my streams. Yes. Lonely super chats. Just just want to say, look at that. They're lonely. I, <laughs> you know, just, just so you put something down there, I'm gonna give you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our upcoming activities. Uh, next weekend, Garthon will be here. I will be here, and we will be giving away stuff. 15 December. This is how it's gonna work. We had a rollover from last from last month. All right. We had a rollover. So we didn't have 10 sub entries. We had something like eight. So I, I didn't give away both $25 gift cards. I only gave away one. So it rolled over to this month. 10 sub entries will be the normal two $25 gift cards. Two people. It could be the same person. Unlikely, but it could be the same person that wins both. But if there are 15 subscribers, we have them, join in to this giveaway. I will give away all three. Three different people. So you have a one in five chance of winning, winning something. Still. Good stuff. And for every, for every ten followers that come up, well, we'll give them a Steam game. I got two of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, maybe Max Leal could be talked into giving them, giving them some swag away as long as you live in the continental United States. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Even though he doesn't live in the continental United States. Yeah, but everywhere I order from is in the continental United States. That's and, true. Uh... <laughs> Oh, Noro couldn't find us on YouTube, so she came to Twitch. Doesn't your wife know what you're doing right now? I told her I was on the real live stream, so I actually have to act like a human being. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm an old rock, like the Appalachian Mountains. Zahn is a new rock, like the Rockies. What? What? Just go on. Go on before somebody right. actually answers that. Go, All right, go, 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 go. All right. After that, uh, we're going to talk about Gen Con. Now, it's, it's a year and a half away. Still, save your ducats. It's always more expensive than you think. Not just Gen Con, but vacation in general. It's always going to cost more. And, and so just, just to uh, add to that, I'm the one that started you know, pushing that this gets uh, advertised quicker. And part of the reason is I've had people tell me they need to take two years to save up for this stuff. Mostly because, I mean, look at ticket registrations in January. Activity sign up. So you've already paid. Mm -hmm. You don't actually go until August. So you've got a year to think about how you're going to get to Indianapolis, get the hotel, uh, pay for the games, you know, so on and so forth. So yep. um, I've had a lot of people tell me when I used to just give months, like literally months, plural, oh, you didn't give me enough time. So yep. we learned that given two years notice is what people need. And you have to keep beating them up about it, otherwise they forget. Right. So that's why we do this every week. All right. And of course, please join the Legion. Uh, join us on Discord. There's our Discord link right there. And uh, watch us out. Watch Max Liao on YouTube. Angry Slow Show, $1 super chat. It's all you need to get him to get him to cry on stream. 
And of course, you can follow us on Twitter and watch us live here on Twitch. And of course, you can see us, uh, you can hear this as a podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Just a side note, um, so, you know, I used to say, and you know this because you were in the Air Force at the same time I was, yep. I used to do anything for a dollar, and then people took me up on that offer. I stopped doing anything for a dollar. That's true. But you will cry for a dollar. That's easy. Yeah, sure. And if you want to support us, great. Patreon subscription, Streamlabs donation, or the gear. Get the gear. Uh, sh- show us your hoodie. Bring some. Uh, oh, there you go. Let me, there it well, is. There we go. Can I get over? Nope, I can't get over that. And then I got the little logo. There we yep. go. Logo. There it is. Probably covering it with my hand. That's right. That's it's, the hoodie on the bottom right. Warm, like in this room, and I even have my little door open. It is hot, so it works. <laughs> hoodie works. Good to hoodie know. Hoodie works. And of course, you could cheer at this moment. <laughs> you could cheer right now. To, uh, to, to make us feel good about ourselves, like we have some kind of purpose in life and all that stuff. You know, no pressure. It's fine. And, of course, I talked about it before. Max Dow YouTube streams uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at uh, 12 p.m. Central. With that hoodie, is that a Max Bomber? Yes. Uh, Ma- Max Liawa Bomber. Oh, boom! Hey, Bolar! Thank you. Thank you. Now now we have a reason to continue living. All because of Baldahar. Nah. Maybe, maybe at least through the episode. There you go. At least that. Good job. Anyway, so are you are you on my slide with YouTube streams? Yes, I am. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Oh, jump in. So, jump in. hey, uh, so I'm over on YouTube now. And there's a couple reasons for that, mostly to not step on Elgarian's toes, but uh, it's it's a more of a social commentary type stream. It has to be anime, comic, and uh, gaming related or nerd, mm-hmm. yeah, ACGN, yep. uh, or nerd related. But other than that. Uh, it's no holds barred. It's uh, it's foul language a lot of times. I even got heathen dog to curse a couple times. Well, I was funny. I was on drugs. I don't care what the reason was. You still okay. did it. Got it. Um, but it is very opinionated commentary regarding anime, comics, games, and other nerd topics. Because you see there. Um, also, tomorrow. Nope. Today's Saturday. So usually I'm annotating these things. So Monday will be a reaction show to this show. So I'll be making fun of myself. Awesome. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, or I'll try to get other people on there to make fun of me. And I'm trying not to play video games, but when I have to or when, you know, there's just nothing else to talk about, then I'll throw in a video game and play that as well. And you can see on the right-hand side there the interesting topics that we've had, people we've had on there. Um, but if you've got a topic you want us to talk about, you want me to talk about, send me a message. Let me know either what you me- either, either message Max Leal on Discord, you can message, you can message mm-hmm. the Legion of Myth on Twitter or through our Facebook page, whatever. And he will read it and he will take it to heart. Whether he does it, well, it all depends on what it is, you know. I will absolutely give it a fair consideration. There you go. Bam. All right. So, and of course, those Elgarian. The the reason Max Liao was shunted to the to the backwater of YouTube <laughs> is because Elgarian streams eighteen days a week. Uh, Monday, eighteen. Eighteen. Now Monday through Friday. This is wrong, Max. At nine a.m. Central Time, he plays uh, Shroud of the Avatar, and of course, he plays all. He plays a game every day of the week. As you know, a second game every day of the week. Uh, in the evening and they are they're themed superhero games fantasy games wild card games sci-fi games and spooky games so hey just as a side note if this is wrong i've been mentioning that for a couple weeks that i might not have it right let me know what the right ones are nobody did so i just left it i just i just changed the ones i caught okay yeah oh we're ready for our disclaimer you ready yes here it comes okay The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or offensive language. 
thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. All right. That was good. I like that. That was nice. Now that we're in our safe space, we can get on to... Oh, we don't want any, any pre-talking here? You don't want to know how my day was? That's fine. We'll go into the next thing. <laughs> we're on the blue, scry- the, the blue screen. Yes, sir. If you are a fan of tabletop role-playing games, anime, or both, do not miss an episode of Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma on the Legion of Myth weekly live stream. Interact with Heathen Dog live every Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, to share your thoughts and recommendations with him as he discusses and reviews anime and role-playing games from across the spectrum. Now, without further ado... (laughs) Thank you very much, Max. Welcome to Heathen Dogs Anime on the Stream, where I look at anime that you can stream on the internet from the the two most popular TV and movie watching sources, Netflix and Hulu. And we've been doing this for a while, and we got a lot under our belt. We haven't run out yet, but I'm seeing the bottom of this particular barrel. I might have to change it up in in the in the next year, but uh, not right now. As a matter of fact, we're looking at. Grave of the Fireflies. This is our first. Starting with this one. Yes, we're starting. I want to end on a on a high note. I don't want to end on risk. Never mind. Nope. Nope. Not gonna. Okay. Never mind. All right. Grave of the Fireflies. This is a movie uh, set in the city of Kobe, Japan. The film tells the story of two siblings, brother and sister, uh, Sita and Satsuko, and their desperate struggle to survive during the final months of the Second World War. And as you can see, it looks like they're not doing well. In the picture, it's not great, but they they have a, they have a most of an umbrella, so that's something, right? Most of one. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So let's talk about the particulars. Uh, directed by uh, Isao Takahara, written by same guy. Now this was adapted from a book, I believe, 1968. It was written in 1968. It was adapted uh, to this anime movie. Uh, music by Michio Ma- uh, Mamiya. I'm going to go with that. Studio is uh, <laughs> S- Studio Ghibli. 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 And licensed by Toho Entertainment. Release date, 16th of April, 1988. Just as a note, yes, uh, Baldhari. I don't watch anime. Like, I avoid an- animes on TV. I go running away. So, yes, this is the first time I've ever seen this. Uh, runtime for this movie is 89 minutes, so just shy of an hour and a half. Why? And you can watch on Hulu or, as Max did, YouTube. Yeah. I don't have Hulu, and <laughs> I did a search for it, and it was right there on YouTube. It was right there on YouTube, so there you go. Yep. I'm not saying it's legal. I'm just saying it's not illegal for you because you didn't put it up there. So you're fine. No one's going to come after you for watching it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the main characters. Sita. All right, he is the, the elder brother. He is the main character, the, I don't want to say protagonist, but there's really no protagonist and antagonist in this, in this series. Everyone is just folk, really. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he is the main, he is the focus character. Uh, His village, Kobe, was firebombed. Now, when I say firebombed, I don't mean like explosive bomb. I mean, uh, I guess this would be like a precursor to modern napalm or like Greek fire than anything else. Uh, they just they just dropped uh, buckets of, of flaming oil from the sky and just burned down this whole village. Just burned it all down. Uh, his father, being a naval officer, was gone because World War II obviously was already started, was already going. It's towards the end of it, too. Yeah, it's, it's like several months uh, before the end is when it starts. 
So, uh, yeah, so he was gone. And his mother uh, went first to the bomb shelter, and then he followed, but his mother, for some reason, didn't make it. Now, he didn't make it to the shelter either. He and his sister had to leave the town and find cover in the woods. And then the whole town burned down. And then he found out that his mother was horribly burned. and ended Horribly. Up, yeah. No, uh, you've seen Darkman, right? Yes. Like, worse than that. Yes. Far worse than that. It was crazy. Uh, she ended up dying of her wounds, so they were they were alone. And now he has to take care of his toddler sister. Now, when I say toddler, I don't mean just, oh, she's small. No, I mean she's diaper baby. She can talk. She's just old enough to talk. She's got to be like four. two, two and a half. Like, nah, she's like four-ish. She can't be four. She still has diapers on. Those weren't diapers. Those were diapers. Do, do you, did, you, did you forget the ocean scene? When she actually stripped, she had diapers on. They were cloth diapers. I don't think they were. She was too literate and able to walk and so forth. Eh, I, I put her at four. Okay, well, either way, had diapers on. Just, let's ask Noro. Noro, how old was she? <laughs> Noro is our resident Japanese person. Yes, she's our, she's our uh, Legion of Myth <laughs> Japanese expert. Ethan Dog was looking that close. She stripped yeah. in the middle of the frame. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to avert my eyes for this fake pedophilia. No. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway. We'll wait, we'll wait for Nora. We'll wait for her to come up. Now, uh, she is the sister of the, of the focus character. She's a very kind child. She, she's, uh, she's portrayed in the best light possible. She's, she's a good kid. And uh, she, she finds ways, just like little kids do, even in the most uh, desperate of circumstance, to find joy. And in doing so, she actually brings her brother out of, out of funk sometimes to get him to appreciate life again. Nora would say three years old. I can get with three. So we were like in between. She, she's in between us on that one. So, uh, yeah, so she, she is, a, she is a, an important character to, to really get the hopes up of the audience. Which is mean mean <laughs> super mean and so in the i would say that she is the movie's key character because uh her life ends up being the linchpin in this movie yes as long as she is okay the movie has hope yes <laughs> I, i've got more i've got more to come when uh <laughs> it's my turn <laughs> all right Unless you, unless you want me to do it now. Go, go, a, go ahead and do her just now. Just for her. Go ahead and do her now. Okay, so what I thought about Setsuko was that, uh, first of all, the animation for her was absolutely superb. I agree, first, I agree. I agree. This style, for 1988. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This style of animation in 88 had, did not have the angular lines and then the fast motion that started in the early 90s. But since the main characters are mostly children, it really works out to make it a believable look. Well, just so many of the little nuances, like how she'd shake her head, how mm -hmm. she'd move a finger, how yep. she'd just move. I believed she was a four-year-old girl or three-year-old girl. We'll go with three now. Okay. And I will tell you, is the, so the way I wrote it in my notes is incredibly realistic nuances, gestures, and reactions. I really felt like I was watching a three-year-old Japanese girl. And I got to tell you, the way they animated her absolutely drew me into the story. Yes. If, the, if you had done the same story, 
voice actors, musical score, and so on and so forth, but use, say, the animation style, the one you're going to review next, mm-hmm. I would have had zero. Like, it would have been boring. Mm. All right. So, uh, Schlo really, really loves the, uh, the, the, care, the care and detail they put into uh, Setsuko, which is, which I is great. I tend to like things that are realistic. Like, yeah. oh, almost no, everything. Understand. You've I known understand. me forever, but yeah. for all the people out there, I like things that, that are realistic. And that, to me, I felt that was a three, four-year-old girl. And since she was the movie's key character, you would put more focus on her animations and her voiceover and, and, and the score behind when she's in a scene than anyone else. Because she is the focus, she is the emotional focus of the story. So you really want, it, you really want the maximum feels when she's on screen. They succeeded. Yes. Now, let's, t- let's talk about the maximum feels I have for a character who's not a main character. This is uh, Sita and Setsuko's aunt. Selfish B-word. Completely believable person. Yes. 100% believable person. I have aunts that are just like this. Just like her. So so I likened her to somebody who didn't know how to handle the stress of the war, especially once finding out that they were losing ground and possibly losing. Just somebody, some people are going to get pro-hoorah. Some people are going to be like, what are we going to do? Some people just don't know how to take it. And she kind of folded within herself. And I don't say the Bushido Code, but the Japanese way of life to like the nth degree. Mm -hmm. So yes, while she was with that first uh, line, uh, bulleted line that Heathen Dog put there is trying to say, um... I almost had a little bit of pity for her just because of the fact that I felt that I could see somebody reacting like that. That's true. I could see it too. It doesn't excuse, uh, you know, to take even subconsciously taking out your, your inner self-hatred and anger on children, especially children who've lost their mother in a, in a fire bombing. 100% true. Yeah. So (laughs) I, I have that, that kind of mitigates my pity for her. But anyway, uh, af- after after the mother dies and and their village is basically wiped off the map, uh, they they the children go and live with her. She she's an estranged aunt. She's you know I don't know whose side she's on. It doesn't say. It doesn't even give her a name. I thought she was the dad's sister. I, like I said, I don't, I'm not sure. All I know is I looked for her name and there is none. And, and not even. Uh, in the in the write-ups about her character is just she does get rated as the 10 most hated people in all of anime on some website i looked at wow that's impressive i wouldn't rate her that high but damn all right well to, to people who just watched it they would really hate her because oh they would blame her for oh that's the that's where it all turned around and all went bad it's her fault not it isn't it isn't but we're gonna get into that later as the story goes on just like uh, max uh, says she becomes resentful either consciously or subconsciously toward the children uh, and begins to take advantage of them to, to make herself feel better. Uh, but in the beginning, when they, when they lived with, when they came to live with her, uh, they would do their share of the chores, their share of the cleaning, their share of the cooking, whatever. But as time went on, she would make them do more and more becoming unreasonable Whereas now they're not, they're not. Yeah, it was absolutely never enough. Exactly. And, and she, she wasn't even veiled threats. No. Like she was like, just go away. Exactly. And then, and then when they finally went away, she was like, huh, am I doing the right thing? Am I let by letting them go? 
Really? You felt that? I I thought she's like, well, have a nice. No, life. no. For a second, she looked back when 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 they were when they were uh, taking their little cart and going away. She looked back just for a second, and I can yep. imagine in her head, she's like, should I let him go? Yeah. And then turn around <laughs> and walk away like a bitch. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. The gears turning in her head. I could see that happening. So, in my eyes, she causes them to come. To, she 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 causes uh, Sita to come to a crossroads of thought. To stay there, buck up, take the treatment, or get out and take care of his sister on his own. And how old was he? 13, 14? At 13 at the most. Okay, so you at can't expect most. a 13-year-old to uh, make the most worldly decisions. Exactly, exactly. So the blame goes on the adult. When it comes to between adult and a, ch- and a child, oh, the child made a bad decision. If there is an adult involved in there anywhere, it's the adult's responsibility. Well, and this adult had a hundred opportunities yes. to stop the children. Yes, a hundred like opportunities. Like, like, all she had to do was say, don't go. It's my responsibility to take care of you. You will dishonor me. Which is true. Absolutely true. She let those children die by letting them go. Yes, she did. Because they're children. They can't make that choice on their own. She forced it on them by creating an unreasonable environment. So they went to live to live in a in a in an abandoned shallow bunker. When I say shallow, I mean <laughs> shallow bunker in the side of the hill. Those things are all over Okinawa. Yeah. I visited a few. In the side of a hill. So they live there now. It didn't turn out well for them. So they, so he uh, so uh, Sita made a poor choice because he was felt pushed into it, pressured to leave by her. She was subconsciously. I I I do give her the benefit of the doubt, saying she did not consciously push them away. I, I believe it was a subconscious resentment that, that came out in her actions that pushed them away. I agree with that. Okay. So, but if this story had an antagonist that was a person, this chick would be it. But there isn't. The real antagonist is the war. The war is the, is the thing that motivates, the, inevitably boils down to the, all the decisions made by all of the, all of the characters in the, is all the characters in the show is made because of actions of the war. It's the force that moves the plot forward. Uh, it shows the viewer that, that war is devastating to soldiers. It's devastating to governments. Yes, but this is from a completely different view. These are the people that, that the soldiers are supposed to be protecting. These are the people that you're supposed to be fighting for. And yet they get absolutely a war is hell movie. Exactly. And they, they are the ones who are destroyed as well. Uh, it can turn a relatively rich country like Japan. I'm not saying that they were rich, but I'm saying relatively, you know, they, they had cities, they had running water, they had electricity, they had, you know, everyone had food, everyone, everyone had safety, they had security. And then the war started and now it's freaking Kosovo. It's crazy. It's in, it's instantly Serbia now. You're like, what happened? Oh, Serbia happened. Damn it. You know, and it shows that war brings out the worst in people. Again, not just in soldiers, not just in governments, but it brings out the worst in the people who are left behind, who have to deal with the after effects or the side effects of war. Just, just there like there were a lot of decisions made by people. That, yes, adults like made farmer, lots of bad decisions everywhere. Like, wouldn't necessarily say they're all bad decisions. I mean, what, like the doctor, what's he supposed to do? The farmer, I mean, he he bid barely enough for himself, uh, yeah. you know, as he stayed. 
I mean, it, it's a life and death uh, uh, situation. And mm -hmm. well, I think we all want to sit here and say, well, I would definitely support children. Hell, I want to say that as well. And I don't like people at all. But, you know, at the end, I, you know what? I think there's that survival instinct that just kicks in you. And even that old man sitting in his field eating the, the half a rice ball, smash my microphone there, uh, half a rice ball. He's like, I don't have anything for myself. What am I supposed to do? You know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation. Um, so it's not always the worst in people. I think it's the, uh, uh, the survival element. The, the, there's a word I'm looking for and I can't think right now. So we'll just move on. Okay. So, uh, and the, the last thing, the war shows that it, it has the, the most detrimental effect on the most innocent of us. The more, the more innocent and pure and, and good of heart you are, the quicker you're going to die. That's just, that's just war. You have to make the bad decisions. If you're not capable of making those bad de those bad decisions in a in a fair good clip, you know, quickly, then you're going to be the one who doesn't have a seat at the end of the music. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is. And it, and and this movie shows you that. And it's not happy. It's not happy at all. <laughs> but I did give it four stars. Uh, Max talked me. I was I was wavering between three and a half and four, and he talked me into four. So we'll talk about the good stuff. We'll talk about the bad stuff, and then we'll let we'll let Max Liao talk about uh, his opinion of it as well. So, first, good stuff. This was definitely powerfully written. The writing is Four stars. superb. Four, star. Four stars. Well, Baldahar knows. Four stars. <laughs> oh God, please no, no, Four no, stars. no. There it is. Okay. Four stars. Yes, thank you. Four stars, Baldahar. That's awesome. The the, the writing is is tailored to elicit a certain set of emotions from the audience and it succeeds perfectly. It is perfectly suited to its role. I, I have rarely watched, watched an anime that was so perfectly written to elicit a response from the audience. This is it. And the animation, just like Max Liao was saying, the animation is excellent. There's no wasted movement. It's as realistic as possible, but they did focus, I believe... They focused on the little girl. They focused on the little girl to make her movements so cute and endearing. But they wrote yeah. that into the story. They wrote it purposefully. I, so, I don't know if it was just because I, you know, they did that intentionally or just I, I don't know what the rationale was. I yeah, agree I with you. Yeah. But uh, I was definitely more in tune with her nuances mm -hmm. than I was any uh, even uh, Sato's uh, nuances. Like to me, they didn't even have nuances. They were just animated characters. She was a human being that I'm sure that is a combination of her animation and the writing and the score. Whenever she is on screen, the score changes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's supposed to be subconscious and usually it is. But I, I noticed it on my on my second watch through. You watched it twice? Well, yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know if I could find a clip that wasn't horribly horribly depressing. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was gonna show a clip, but I couldn't because it was all sad. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Anyway, and on t the 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 cherry on top of this sadness cake is it's all believable. Every single decision that leads to this horrible end is completely believable. You believe every single decision could happen and probably did at some point during a war somewhere. You believe it. You're like, there is no decision by child or adult that's like, that wouldn't happen. No. No. Not only is it possible, you're like, it probably has happened. You may probably occasionally has. say something like, I wouldn't do that, 
but the reality is you don't know what you'd do in this exactly. situation. So it's it's within it's well within the realm of possibility. The, the, the ending of this movie is so well written, it's almost inescapable. It's sad. Speaking of that, that's why it's also bad. This movie does not end well. Uh, it may cause spontaneous eye sweat. <laughs> Just, you know, you start sweating from your eyes for like, for like seemingly no reason, right? By it's the end the of exercise. it. The exercise of watching everything on yes, the screen. Yes, the exercise of watching this will is so strenuous physically and emotionally that your eyes will sweat from from the strain it's true absolutely true so all right maxi out tell us what you thought okay well we know that your four-star review is the official review for legion of man yes but i still have opinions because i'm me mm. uh already talked about uh setsuko animation yes uh, so we would, uh, my next note here is uh i thought she was propped too hard by the time i was halfway through the movie even a little before then even before the noticeably bad things started happening to her, mm-hmm. I knew she was going to die. And, and the reason I knew that was because they already killed off Seto in the first 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. You're right. Uh, the movie starts off, swear to God, the first two minutes is, is Seto voiceover saying, mm-hmm. this is September 21st, 1945. This is the day I died. And if he's yeah. dead, she can't be alive. She can't. She can't. You you know that before halfway, just like just like Max Al said, you know that halfway through. Well, you know maybe she goes lives with the aunt or they find their dad or something. I mean some things you don't discover until later on in the movie. But but yeah, I mean for me they just propped her too hard. It was almost too much. Like I get it, I get it. We're supposed to have this emotional attachment to the girl. Jesus, please stop it. Um, it would have certainly have surprised me if she didn't die. I got to be clear yeah. about that. That's how much I was like she's dead. That would take no away the what, believability. Yeah. But it also would have been a horribly, horribly boring waste of my time and an anime if she hadn't died. Mm. Um, I wish they would have focused on the brother just a little bit more to draw the attention away from her. And I think her death would have been more surprising. Oh, right. Like a, like a, a little fake out. Like a, get, yeah. get, get you to forget about her for five minutes and then bam. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not to the extent of, say, uh, what, was that, what was that movie with Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger and that chick who does all the Halloween movies? Um, oh, uh, t- True no. Lies. True Lies, yes. True Lies, how like the entire middle of the movie isn't even part of the movie. Right. <laughs> it's not that bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they would have, like you said, a little fake out. Now, this is for everybody out there and all the messages I got. So according to Discord, Twitter, my Facebook Messenger, talks I've had with people, Apparently, my small little world would like to know what I thought of this anime. Look, guys, you need to understand I've witnessed real war, not as a frontline active combatant, but I have worked in war zones and I've been privy to classified documented footage, even took some. I was combat camera, for Christ's sake. I also went into this for goodness anime sake. knowing... What's that? For goodness sakes. That's uh, for the weather outside. It's frightful. Uh, next, I went into this anime knowing that it was supposed to be a heavy heart war as hell message. Unfortunately, there was no surprise because Heathen Dog already ruined it for me. Well, and my wife, Noro. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she had to watch it when she was a kid. Yes, uh, multiple times. And then, like I said above, I knew Setsuko was going to die long before the end of the movie. So knowing all that, I hate to tell you, I still teared up at the end. Uh, I sweat. I sweat. I I sweated at the end. Now, they weren't the streaming down my face type, but I definitely had wet, puffy red eyes. 
And I didn't want my wife walking in the room for a few minutes because, you know, you get that whole voice change and whatnot. You know, when you get, I, like, I I'm all right. All I'm all right. <laughs> I know, it's, a, it's okay. I'm good. Just have a minute. I got some I'm dirt back. It really did. It, it, it's like, <laughs> that was me. I will freely and fully admit it. It definitely brought, you know, the red puffy teary eyes. And I got to tell you, the last six minutes of the anime was soul crushing. Oh, God. And I can't guarantee that if I were to watch it again, I wouldn't have the same reaction, even knowing. Look, I looked oh, at that picture. Oh, no, it's worse when you know it's coming. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, Trust me, I watched I it twice. You, it's worse. Th that's how much it drew me in. I'm sure chat's going crazy talking about this, but uh, uh, yeah, that, they did such a good job with this. Look, I have a soft spot in my heart. For, for children and old people. Animals, children, and old people. If you're between the ages of 18 and like 65, I do not give a behind about you. I don't. Unless you want to give them money. What's that? Unless, unless they want to give you money, then they're then they're. No, yeah, then okay. Um, but but the thing is, is you're an adult. You know, be an adult. Take care and of yourself. You know what? Bad things happen to bad. You know, good people and vice versa. But kids, especially kids, are two and a half, three years old. If you can't feel for them, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was an anime, but this is how good of a job they did. And I mean this. In the next anime that Heathen Dogs reviewing. If they used that animation style, I probably would have chuckled. Maybe not chuckled, but I would have been like, eh, whatevs. Cute, cute story. It's, Next. So my quote here says, screw you, heathen dog. I am never watching this again. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> but for me, it was a solid four stars, and I could have actually been able to, uh, to elevate that to four and a half. The YouTube video was a little shaky quality that I watched. So I think it was the YouTube video. The only reason I take off that half star, so for me, I start everything at two and a half stars, and then I go out from there. If it's bad, it goes down. If it's good, it goes up, because two and a half is average. So that's how I do my, my reviews. Well, I'm giving it four and a half. It was absolutely amazing. So just, uh, I, they propped her too hard is like my only complaint, so. Mm, I get that. Oh, what are they saying in chat? Well, they, they, you're not you. No. Yeah, this is this fake. I'm not clicking on any links. That's fine. What a crybaby. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was, I was at the end of the movie going. And then I, I wanted to stop it, but I was like, there's only a couple minutes left. They can't do much else, can they? And then they did all the flashback stuff. I That's was like, right. And then they hit you again. Yep. <laughs> stop. Okay, I get it. <laughs> all right, I want to talk about this one anymore. Okay, anyway, moving on. Moving on. All right, Little Excellent. Witch Academia. Now, this is the series not the standalone short that I, that I talked about before. Now, what I like about this, if you've seen the, uh, the review for the standalone short, this is all of that and more. They didn't change anything. They just added more because now it's, they have 25 episodes to fill up instead of 26 minutes. So everything that you knew before is true. There's just more to it now. That's great. Uh, Atsuko Kagari, uh, nickname Ako, she is the one in the middle with the riding the red broom with the, it's, it's not a phallus symbol. I keep telling myself that. It's not, <laughs> it's not. Uh, she's a member of the, uh, Luna Nova Academy, but she, she's a magician that, uh, wasn't raised in a magical household. So she has to learn all this stuff from scratch where everyone else has been around magic since they were born. So she has a little trouble, uh, fitting in. Uh, it's like a culture clash type thing. But uh, she has some people to help her out. She gets some friends really quickly. And uh, she ends up uh, being embroiled in the saving the world for magic, really, at the end of it.
but we'll talk about that in a second. So I, I, I got I to say this. I was trying to keep my mouth shut, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, I, I had a little seven-year-old, maybe 12-year-old chuckle every time they said, uh, polish the rod. Yep. Every time. I get it. I get it. It's the way it is, because we're, we're, we're grown, and this is obviously for children. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. Talk about the details here. Uh, directed by Yo Yoshinari. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Written by Michiru Shimada. Music by Michiro, Michiru Oshima. And I don't know if they're related or not. I don't, I don't know how I don't know how common uh, Michiru is as a. Michiru. As a I I said the exact same thing with an American accent. <laughs> so suck it. Uh, Studios Trigger, and you can see it on Netflix. Uh, the streaming. On Netflix. Uh, the original networks were Tokyo Max, BS11, and KTV. Original run January to June 2017 for 25 episodes. And if you're in America or Germany, you can watch it on Netflix. Oh, it's actually the first name. Okay. Okay. I, I, I thought that uh, apparently for the for the English uh, wiki pages, they put them, they flip them around. It's okay. confusing, isn't it? It is, right? It's crazy. Because sometimes they do it, right? It's sometimes like, they do it's that. It's like Joe. Joe. You related? No, man. I want to know why Joe. there's an H in Yo's name. There's no H letter like that in Japanese. But anyway, let's go. Oh, that's how it was in the, in Wikipedia and the and the fan-made I wiki. I saw it. All right. Anyway, let's go to the main characters. Tsuko Ako Kagari. Uh, like I said, student at the Luna Nova Academy. Grew up in a non-magical home. Told you all that. She idolizes a witch called Shiny Chariot. All right. Now, when <laughs> she was a kid, her parents took her to see the, her first real witch show, right? And it was it was a stage witch, an illusionist. And she pulled off the most amazing show. And it burned into her brain. She wants to be a witch like her. So her entire life, living in a non-magical household, this was the only, this was her example of what magic is supposed to be. Well, when she finally gets to the academy... She finds out that no one respects that witch because she's just a performer. She's a stage witch. No one respects that. I don't know. I don't know why. It's just the culture. That's how it is. But uh, she doesn't care. She still hangs on to that belief that that uh, everything that 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 shiny chariot has said. You know, like love and and you know, follow your conquer, dreams. Follow your dreams and ne- never give up and everything's gonna be fine. So she lived by that her entire life. So she's hanging on to that no matter what. No one can tell her otherwise. And uh, just just like a lot of main characters in anime, she's she's a hothead. She doesn't want to actually learn the foundation of magic. She just wants to get on with casting spells and throwing fireballs and fighting dragons and such. That's what she wants to do. Well, obviously, that always turns out bad in a comedic way in every anime. And this one is absolutely not differently. Not different. Doesn't work differently. Got it. Okay, nailed it in the third try. All right, and her friends, uh, Lot, uh, Jansen, uh, obviously. Lot does latte. L- latte. There, there's no yeah. accent. I couldn't find no. one with an accent. So, eh. Well, see, I, I watched it. Uh, well, and I'm going to talk about that, but I watched it dubbed, not uh, mm. not subbed or whatever you call okay. it. Okay. Yeah, they did. They never had an accent. No. So I don't you know. Latte. That's grammatically not correct. So Lot. Jansen, uh, she's a friend and roommate of, of Akko. She's she's a she's the shy bookworm, kind of like Hermione type thing, except uh, didn't doesn't turn hot 
at any point in the series. <laughs> <laughs> not even when the bees stung him. Yep, not even that. Just did just doesn't turn hot at all. Not even a little bit. So bummer. Anyway, uh, she she uh, is the one that goes out of her way to help Akko kind of like catch up to everyone. You know, like like ev- everyone. I said it before. Everyone's in third gear, and you know be, because they grew up in a magical environment. Akko is stuck in first gear. She actually comes comes down to Akko's level to help her bring her up to speed. She's kind of like a voice of reason to some degree too. Yes, yes, because uh, Akko is the hot-headed protagonist, and she's she's the voice of caution. Like, okay, let's take a minute, look at this in a different way. Maybe we can find a better way to do this. And sometimes she she succeeds, and sometimes she doesn't. But she always gives it a shot. All right, and she is intelligent. She's uh, thoughtful. She's uh, introspective. And uh, let's see what else. Um, there, she had her own little her own little plot in the very early on, like episode three or four, where uh, uh, she she met her hero, who who wrote a whole bunch of wizard books, and it was it was an obvious obvious. Uh, I'm going to uh, talk about that by the way. Uh, oh oh okay, homage no, no, to, to to uh, uh, J- J.K. Rowling, but it was an obvious homage. But uh, yeah, she actually met her hero, and and you, you see a little more Wait, inside you said her J.K. psyche. Oh, interesting. Okay. Why? I I'll, I'll, I went a different route, but okay. Oh, all right. I, I figured that they stole enough from Harry Potter for the basic <laughs> for the basic plot that they didn't stop. I just did. It. I figured they didn't stop. Just Pull yeah, steal it all. Whatever. It. Steal it all. Whatever. <laughs> Girl could never stream on Twitch. That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. She's obviously not built for it either. She's not a Twitch girl. All right. Stop, 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 stop. Or watch my video in Discord before you say any more. Got it. All right. So, Suchi, Man, Man Bavarin. Man Bavarin. Nope. Got nothing. Sucky Man Bavarin. There you go. But her, her first name is pronounced Suchi. Uh, she's the other roommate. They have three people per room. And uh, this one is outspoken, self-assured. It, it, from, from her animation, you would think that she is the introspective emo girl. She is. Uh, not in the beginning. In the beginning, she is she's pretty outgoing. Pretty, you know, boom, on the on the level. Now she changes. About four or five episodes in, she becomes a, a more um, Wednesday Adamsy. A little bit, a little bit like Wednesday Adams. But oh, uh, little witch side. <laughs> what's that? I'm just reading chat. Sorry. Oh, Gotta keep up side. with the chats too. Yeah. Well, you you missed the good one, Rams Slayer. You, you you missed the soul crushing anime in the beginning. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to watch it on YouTube when yeah. I get it up there. Well, maybe tonight, but probably tomorrow. Right. Uh, where we do the uh, grave, grave of the, of the fireflies. fireflies. Yep, that's a fun one. All right. Uh, she specialized in potion making, uh, potion and elixir, and acid basically, uh, making, and uh, that that's that's her magical focus, and she does it really well. She re- probably shouldn't be making potions in her dorm room <laughs> for, for obvious reasons that are, that are gone through in the, in the anime. Uh, yeah, but all the, all the characters here, except for the one, are actually respectably uh, credible with their yeah, job. Yeah, knowledgeable and practiced. Yeah. Yeah, except for Akko, who's, who's worthless in the beginning. Yeah. Just absolutely worthless. Just a lodestone, really. Uh. She, uh, she is the, yeah, I want to say she, she is the, uh, non grandiose bravery in the group where, where Akko is bluster 
and loudness, but Suchi actually does things, like initiates things more more often, like just steps in and goes, well, this has got to get done, let's do it. But she doesn't make a show of it. You know, she just does it. Mm, okay. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I liked her. She, she was a good foil. Uh, be, because if, if, if Akko had to initiate all the combat, all the weird situations, I'd get tired of it, you know? Like her, you know, get all blustery and, and grandiose and then jump in where angels fear to tread all the time. That's what causes all of our bad problems that have to be resolved by everyone else. Yeah, that's what I felt actually happened. <laughs> that, it, it's not, not, not to the level of Naruto. Oh man, that's like oh, okay. that's like seven hundred episodes of well, Naruto. I don't, just... I don't have reference points like okay, you. Okay, so yeah, 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 good. yeah. You don't you, you don't have the you don't have the background behind you to actually judge it on a scale. Fair. So yeah, uh, Suchi actually uh, actually, uh, I want to say tempers Akko's blustery nonsense quite a bit. I'm saying yes to Sherris. Man crushing on Suchi. Yeah, well, I, I I like I like the quieter, strong women. And that's her. Anyway, uh, supporting characters. There are lots. There are lots of supporting characters. All right. The, the, a lot of them are introduced in the first four or five episodes. And uh, only a couple more after the first, uh, the rest of the first season. But uh, uh, it helped. They, they're only used to help advance the plot. And let, so, let everyone identify with somebody. You know, the, the red-haired one is a little bit of a, a biot, you know, like whatever, and, and uh, like like Irish mean, you know, just like... <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. D- doesn't really think about what, what she says that hurts someone. She's She thinks she's telling the truth, but but really she's just one of the women who say, I tell it like it is, but you're just being mean. I do what I want. Exactly. A little female Cartman going on there. And then the, <laughs> then there's the uh, there's the uppity head girl in the green hair who, uh, who, who, who cultivates her her persona of being the best and being aloof and high class, stuff like that. Then, then there's the, the, the friendly ones and the extroverted ones. And then there's the, the quiet ones and the secretly powerful ones. You know, there, there's somebody and, and that even, even the instructors or professors or headmasters, yes. whatever they're called, had their own personality. Yes, they did. Yes. The, gaps that the kids didn't. Yes. There, uh, there, there is the, the assistant headmaster. What was her, what was her deal? She was kind of mean to everybody. She wasn't the yeah. headmaster. They're not the old lady headmaster. No, I know what you mean. The tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, the, the tall brown haired one. I can't remember her name, but yeah, she was just kind of this. I th- I thought of her as the strict Catholic nun. Yes, yes, she is. And and th- then there's uh, uh, Akko's uh, counselor, who is secretly not. Yeah, secretly not who I, she says she is. That wasn't identifiable the first time you talked to her, and she took an interest in. Yeah, obviously like, they they telegraph that way dumb. It was way dumb. They, they telegraph yes. that too badly, just badly. But yes, uh, there, there's enough supporting cast that everyone can find someone to identify with. True. And and they don't disappear; they're around for the whole season. There are there are lots of anime that they'll introduce a supporting character for two, maybe three episodes, just to advance the plot, and then they'll disappear forever, never to be seen again. That doesn't really happen here. They don't disappear. They just you're no longer focused on them, but they're not completely gone from the world. So they didn't bring up any disposable people, which I like. You know, if you're going to bring in a supporting character, don't dispose of them right away like a used tissue. It's not, it's not cool. <laughs> so who is the antagonist? Well, in this one, I'm going to say is the world. 
the reason being is because in the in the anime, the actual bad guy characters they cause some minor problems for for our, our good guy little witch team, but nothing really that has to be surmounted. Yeah, I was hoping that they would develop that more because yeah. it seemed nope. episodic. You know, the dragon taking yep. the little stone thingy that had nothing to yep. do with them. Like every nope. every well, the, episode. Yeah, kind yeah. Of You're right. The, the actual plot didn't start until halfway through the first season. Yeah. Yeah. The actual plot. The the first four four to six episodes were just uh kind of like a first and second season X Files Monster of the Week. Or deal. first season supernatural. Or first season supernatural monster of the week type thing. Yes, it did. Did the the arc plot didn't get rolling until midway through. Okay, so uh, the world is becoming increasingly less magical. It's been happening for hundreds of years, but it seems to be accelerating now, where we we've gotten to a critical point where magic is so low that it can't even can't even sustain itself at normal levels. It's starting to shrink down, so much so that. Uh, 100, 100, 200 years ago, uh, witches could use magic away from ley lines. You know, anywhere. It wouldn't be as powerful, but magic is still usable. Well, now you have to be within like a half mile of a, of a magical ley line to even use magic at all. And to fly a broom, you have to be on a ley line or a ley line intersection point, which is where the, the, uh, the Tower of Magic is, the one in this picture, where the actual magical academy is. Uh, you, to, you have to actually be on there to use something extremely magical like a magic broom or, or a, a tax Well, and then when the stone was stolen, they couldn't even do that. They, yeah, the, yeah. Was... yeah, they couldn't even do that at that point because uh, the, the, they have a magical stone that absorbs, absorbs magic from the ley line and then radiates it out. So it gives, uh, it gives magic over a far larger area. So this will be a safe place for wizards, you know, like a, a wizard, you know, safe zone bubble type thing whatever yeah so this becomes the main drive of the character starting halfway through the first season uh trying to get magic back in the world ends up being the overarching storyline for the rest of the series so they are since they're since this is the only thing they are constantly fighting against and or toward i'm going to say that this this is the main antagonist of the series as a whole so what i think of it i gave it three stars all right, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, the anime's fun and upbeat. It's for kids. And it succeeds in, in being written toward children. So it makes it an excellent anime for kids. There, There's no real uber violence. No one dies. Uh, I can't even recall any real Depending blood. on what you consider a curse word, they did curse twice. What was the curse word? Damn. Some people okay. consider that a curse Some word. Some people do, but in the U.S., that's even allowed on daytime TV now, so... Okay, I'm just saying that that's the only thing yeah. I noticed. Okay, well then that that's good to know. That's good to know. So they they did damn twice. That's about it. Now the animation is well done, appropriate for the audience and the subject matter. Yeah. Now it's it's not uh, it's not precise or exacting. Uh, there there there's no like attention to the detail of nuanced movements stuff like that. But that's really not what it's for. You know, it's not written to be that. It's not supposed to be powerful. It's just supposed to be a fun time. Mm -hmm. And it's it's drawn exactly for that. Okay, great. Now, what I didn't like about it. The plot was stripped. It was basic. The plot <laughs> was absolutely basic. There's no nuance. There's no layers. 
No subtlety at all. No subtlety at all. It was all in your face. Now, like I said, it is for kids, but a lot of a lot of cartoons and animation are written with two layers. One for the yep. kids and one for the adults. Because a lot of times you are stuck watching what the kid is watching. And the writers know this. So so they write you a level that the kid won't realize. That is, that happens in a lot of anime. It did not mm-hmm. happen in this one. Could have, didn't. Other other than polish the rod. <laughs> I I don't think that was on purpose. I don't I really either. Don't. I just found it funny because they kept saying it. I know. Now the supporting characters, like I said, there were a lot of them. Someone to identify with, but none of them were really fleshed out, except for like four four characters total. Yeah. The three main characters and one or two supporting characters. Diana. Yeah. Now, no one else was really fleshed I don't out. Even like think the male characters were actually no. uh, fleshed out too well until they started to write at the end. But that that wouldn't even I wouldn't even call that a cliffhanger. That was right. just like, oh, hey, let's throw this in as well in case we get another season. Exactly. Now, uh, uh, when when I say fleshed out, I mean their backgrounds, their motivations, the, a little bit of backstory, so you can understand why they're making the decisions they're making. We get none of that. None of it. It's disappointing. And the fact that there's no true NPC antagonist. Like like I said like I said before, there are antagonists, but they are one-offs. Maybe two yeah. episodes tops, and then they're done. They're gone. Almost never seen again. The only one that I would consider a true antagonist would be a uh, would be the old the, the father of mm. uh, was it Edward? Is that his name? I believe so. Yes. I know it wasn't Andrew because Andrew was the blonde one, but yes. yeah. And I wouldn't really. That only causes minor problems. I mean, like I said, not insurmountable and he only issues. In at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's nothing. I wouldn't even call that an antagonist. An antagonist is someone you you are fighting from the beginning, whether you know it or not. That is the main antagonist of of a, of a series, or at least a season of a series. There's none of that here. There isn't. Agreed. So I gave it three stars. Uh, I would have given it two and a half, but the animation, while basic, really fits the writing and and the and the storyline because they're all basic as well. So I would have I would have wished they would have gone more, but at, at least they made all the pieces fit together. So I, I bumped them up a half star to three. And Max Leao has has his own opinions on this as well. Go ahead, Max. Uh, actually, I share a lot of your opinions, so some of this is going to be redundant. Now, again, I just want to reiterate for, for me, I always start at two and a half, and then right. if it's good, it goes to three, three and a half. If it's not quite as good, it goes down to one and a half, so on and so forth. So we're starting at a... Stop hitting the microphone. Jeez. We started at a two and a half base. Um, so first of all, I had to go into this knowing that it was a children's, a Y7 yes. anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I understand I do take that into consideration when uh, when I wrote my notes and so forth. So... Um, First of all, I hear this argument a lot from people who watch anime, uh, and I'm just going to clear. I watched it with subtitles and uh, dubbed, so I, I did the best of both worlds in that one. First of all, I'm not going to read an anime. All you people, all the little Pierce out there, like, you have to watch it. No, I'm not going to read an anime. It's either going to be in English or I'm not going to. So, But the subtitles certainly did not match the voice dubbing. However, they both told the same story. So if this is an example of people whining about how reading an anime is better than watching it, nope, I'm not convinced. 
So this is just one anime. I get it. But I'm just saying for this one, I can tell you it didn't match. There was some language in there that that isn't what they said at all. Whatever. But it still had the same meaning. All right. Now back on. Uh, so my biggest problem with the anime is that I never saw any real growth of the main character. Akko. That's fair. Somehow she was in. This is where maybe Heathen Dog and I disagree a little bit. I felt she was the center of all major issues of the series, but was inept at her profession or her studies at best. Mm. Um, I didn't like the emo goth chick, and I thought the uh, Irish girl, what is her name, O'Brien? Yeah, she, in, in the picture, her, she's the bottom of the bottom middle of the picture below. Yes, uh, on that one, she's the yeah, bottom middle. I almost thought, even though she's on Akko's team, I kind of thought she was more of an antagonist yeah. than anybody else. Yeah, her, her personality really... was, was a little grating yes. to all the other heroes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I thought they were going to try to make Diana and her couple of friends to be the antagonist. Her but... little hangers on. Yeah. yeah, but she seemed to be above it all. So yeah, yeah. If she was supposed to be an antagonist. They, they failed. failed. Yeah. And, and her two lackeys or friends were B-words, but only barely so. Yeah, that's true. Ultimately, as the, and I have to read this exactly, ultimately as the last episode cut to the credits, I was shocked at how nothing was resolved. The main character was still a putz, and, well, it seemed like it was just another episode. I actually had to see the next one, you know, season two, episode one. Actually, show me it said season two, episode one, for me to believe we were in another season. Like, wow. nothing. We didn't have a cliffhanger, and we didn't have anything resolved. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, so I, I'd probably rate it a strong three if they followed through with the season one's message of if you follow your heart and dreams, you can achieve anything. But there was no resolution. So for me, it's two and a half stars right on the nose. It was not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But it also didn't wow me or have me feeling like I need to watch more. Hmm. It's a solidly average anime. For me, again, as a non-anime viewer, that would probably be fun for children or family. I will neither poo-poo it or praise it. To fair, be clear. Fair enough. If you, if Heathen Dog, talking to you, Heathen Dog. Yep, yep. If you ask me to watch season two for a future review... I'd do it, and I'd do it without complaint. But I'm not going to sit here and say that I can't wait to catch season two, and it's not on like my wish list or anything. Got it. I have two anecdotes that just kind of stepped out for me. Go for it. First of all, episode two, about 16 minutes in, I actually paused it. They showed the uh, the Kabbalah tree of life. Now, I used yes. to study uh, the the uh, the Golden Dawn, not the Greek Golden Dawn, the the, the, the Hebrew. Yeah, the the actual society Golden yeah. Dawn, McGregor Mathers, so on and so forth. I uh, used to study all this stuff. And they actually showed the Tree of Life with its proper names. Now, it was written in English, not in Hebrew, but still. And I thought that was interesting that they named the Ten Sephira uh, correctly. Yep. I, I pick up on things like that. Kudos. And then episode four. So, Ethan Dog said it was Harry Potter. I said it was Twilight. All the Twilight, uh, or should I say Nightfall, referencing was way overdone. That's true. That's true. Way too on yeah. the nose for me. Yeah, I get that. With the with the vampires and werewolves and they added a third team in there it was just it would, that episode actually i don't want to say it upset me but that one i wanted to skip so bad stephanie meyer yeah so yeah um i get that but that's it I, I i say it's a solid two and a half did not dislike it i'm not excited about it if you watch it cool if not you, your your rest of your life will be just fine I so raven slayer said i've missed a lot of chat going on here so if there's anything i need to know about somebody can uh uh, can bring it up, but uh, Ravenslayer said my nephew liked it, but then he was nine years old when he watched it. I would say it's a good anime yeah, for, for, for children. For I would a single even say digit up age, to yeah. maybe 13, 14. Uh, that may be a little high for nowadays, but definitely seven to ten, maybe eleven. I guess I'm 10. thinking girls. That yeah, could be. 
could be. But uh, yeah, definitely for a kid. Definitely for a kid. I would, I would, I would give it. I'll give it up. Uh, let's see. Uh, you didn't remove the next slide. <laughs> what's the next slide? Uh, when you're done. Oh the, man. Your thoughts. No, I, I let you have it. I, I let you, you have I it. You no, I saw it, and I'm like, no, it's gonna happen. Uh, what do you think of the segment? Do, did did you do you agree or disagree with our with our evaluation of uh, Grave of the Fireflies and Little Witch Academia? What are your thoughts on Max Liao admitting to having human emotion, having feels? He admitted to having eye sweat feels. How do you feel about that? Please put it in the comments. We want to know. And of course, if you have any suggestions for a future anime, please, again, let me know on Discord or Twitter or put in the comments or the chat in this video and uh, I will check it out. Yeah. And you could see uh, more of this. Boom. If you you go to Twitch and you click on notifications, you'll be able to know whenever we come online. Or if you subscribe, bam, then you will be able to get in on our monthly giveaways, which is next weekend. 15th remember that 15th and if you're watching this on youtube you can subscribe with notifications to to let you know whenever a new episode drops happens a couple times a week you're gonna love it it's gonna be awesome and you get I more nev- i am never doing another live stream with you again everybody's making fun of me <laughs> and i'm gonna have more eye sweat now uh, your your voice is already starting to yep get it together <laughs> man uh you want more heathen dogma that's great so do i uh, you go to uh, go to YouTube. You can see my Heathen Dogma with my anime and uh, RPG segments and my team ups. Uh, Star Trek Online, Neverwinter. Um, yeah, Star Trek Online, Neverwinter. Right now are the are the two team ups that we're gonna go to. Uh, usually Star Trek though. And of course, you can see my past stream, Star Trek Monopoly Plus, This War of Mine, which I'll be doing again after Call of Cthulhu. Uh, Amnesia, Dark Descent, Machine for Pigs, out both Outlast and Portal. And uh, Elgarian promised me he'd go Portal 2 with me, but he's been streaming all the time, so he doesn't have time for me anymore. <laughs> I, I heard uh, the Foundry has been problematic for some Yes, it's, been, it's still down. It's been down for, what, two months now almost? It's pissing me off. So we, we've just been doing random TFOs. But uh, Mondays, Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, Call of Cthulhu. I am playing only on the stream, and I am playing straight through, beginning to end. And I only cheat when I absolutely feel it's necessary. <laughs> so if you're not cheating, you're not winning doesn't apply right now? Well, I, I'm not winning unless I'm cheating. So I, I cheat when necessary to win. Gotcha. So that's what I got today. And we're uh, at the blue Noro screen. Noro is just destroying me in chat. Well, yeah. And we're at the blue screen for RNG. RNG, the random number generator, where Legion of Myth weekly live stream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Come and join us in discussions of all things nerd. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Now, let's see what the dice roll for RNG topics this week. Rattle, 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 and oh, I mean, yay! All the time, all Max, all the time, this episode, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Even dog is too lazy to have anything. Oh, I'm on medicine, I had surgery, blah, blah, whatever. Anyway, today, (laughs) we're going to talk about Max Ailes Celestial Wisdom, and we're going to cover Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea, 2nd Edition, and Dungeon World. Now, they're two very different 
uh, uh, games. That's why I want to talk about them. But I'm going to kind of put a little uh, note out here as to why this is an RNG topic and not a segment of its own. Whatever. Because these are not reviews, and they're not even fundamentals. I will not be going into all the depth that Heathen Dog would during one of his tabletop gaming fundamentals. I'm just giving you an overview of what these are. This is this is the first episode what I, of what I usually when I do a review, it's three parts. This is the part one. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yep. I'm but, not creating any characters. I'm not doing any example combats. Right. I'm just telling you kind of what the gist of the game is. Right. So the first look at that slide with all the text on there, unless he's already passed it. No, no, I'm uh, there, and uh, the title is so long, I have no room for an image. Uh, or, you could have yeah. made the title font size a little smaller. That is the standard title font that we use for our slides. So we'll just go to the next slide. Okay. <laughs> As you can see there on Drive-Thru RPG, you can get it for $20. Yay. You can get it from Hyperborea.tv. Did I say TV? Drive-Thru RPG.com for $20. Watermark Ooh. PDF. Yeah. And Hyperborea TV for $70. Now you're going to be like, $70 for a book? It's because it's eight books. pages. Look at this. I've got it right here. Oh, there it is. In front of my camera. There I can't see. There we go. Look, that, this thing's crazy. Look how thick that is. Look, it's half my face. It's a dictionary. Yeah. Oh, it is the biggest book I have. Well, you can see most of my books behind me. I've got a few more since then, but you can see most of the books behind me. And it is, uh, by 20 pages, the biggest role-playing game book I have. So don't complain about it. And it's hardcover. Nice, solid hardcover. Don't complain about it being $70 or just get the watermark PDF. Uh, essentially, it contains the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, a Monster Manual, and an introductory setting and adventure all in one book. This is your one source. One-stop shop right there. Yes. Sorry, right, moving along. All right. So what is, we're going to just call it Ash, because I don't want to know how we're supposed to pronounce that, and I'm not saying Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea every time. So it's an old-school revival type game. If you know what that is, old-school revivals are... Uh, games that go back to stuff like Chainmail, uh, D&D, uh, uh, some of the Traveler, the original ones, maybe uh, the original Gertz, basically give you the feel of the 1970s and early 80s tabletop role-playing games. This game does it. If you've played basic D&D or first or second edition Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, you will understand everything discussed in this book. I honestly like it to being what should be the uh, third edition of AD&D. This is AD&D 3.0. Because remember, the new Dungeons & Dragons is D&D 3, not AD&D 3. Right. Um, there are 12 races. They're all human. We'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, some examples are Amazons, Vikings, Celts, Picts, you know, stuff that you can kind of recognize in the real world, plus a few others that you can't. Uh, there are four primary classes, but those are that's just for your basic or first-time play. And this is a typical fighter, magician, cleric, thief. Uh, but then there are 22 subclasses. Seven for the fighter, five for each of the others, which allows for 26 total classes to play. And there is no multi-classing or dual classing, so don't ask. Thank God, there's none of that here. Um, and for grognards like me, Deco is back, baby! Um, so Ash uses a combat matrix, which is essentially a simplified Thaco chart. Uh, I say simplified because even though it is Thaco, it puts it in a chart format, so you can't make a mistake. Oh, good. Like, uh, you don't even have to even try to do math. It's right there. That's, I, me rolled this. Uh, so no, no math for the new player intimidated by AD&D's Thacko because it's on an easy-read chart, as I just said. Right. And it's got clarified rules. So Clarified? Is that like butter? Is it under heat? What's going on? Yes. Uh, okay. It doesn't melt. Okay. Uh, so 
Well, there's no mistaking its AD&D roots, such as things like Ben Bar's Lift Gates, AD&D style saving throws, and Thacko. Ash modernizes the overall system to what is now considered normal D&D type game experience. You know, things like uh, move, uh, move actions and phases and whatnot. Sure. Uh, with the exception of dual or multi-classing, you could easily convert any AD&D trope to Ash. Hmm. As long as you have a basic working knowledge of first and second edition AD&D, you could add fantasy races, the, the second edition kits as subclasses, monsters, spells, etc., and continue your campaign with little change. Hell, Forgotten Realms Time of Trouble, if you remember that, caused more problems with AD&D campaigns than converting a character from, uh, from AD&D to Ash would be. So um, we'll move on here. So I read this wrong, and if a heathen dog looked at the slides earlier, he's probably like, wow, you really changed this, and I did, <laughs> because I had to clarify something. It retains the AD&D uh, die rolling style. If there's one thing I wish Mr. Talanian and his team would have changed is the, the whole AD&D trope of sometimes roll high, sometimes roll low. So just for an example, I am in a second edition AD&D game right now. And there's more than one player who struggles with the whole, do I need to roll high or do I need to roll low concept? Nope. Personally, as I think Sheriff just wrote in there a moment ago, I feel it's simple to figure out. And I love mocking people who can't seem to figure out first grade math. But with that said, on a business level, I have jaw-droppingly, jaw-droppingly, whatever, witnessed people who struggled with this and who find the concepts of sometimes high, sometimes low to be a detriment to gameplay. So I wish they would have just turned some of those roles around. Um, and, and believe me, I, it's irrational, but it is a factual barrier to new players. So I wish they would have changed that. Okay. Uh, or, or players that are more experienced with like D&D 3.5 and so on and so forth. So let, let's look down this list here. It's just like D&D though. Sometimes you want to roll highs, you know, combat, saving throws, turning. Sometimes you want to roll low with your tests, your feats, your thieves, skills, and so on and so forth. Just sure. pretty much just like d, &D. I think it's yeah. a one for one in that, like Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. So, um, but they do change some of the dice around. Like thief skills, for example, aren't done on percentile dice anymore. They're now done on D6s. And it really? works. Oh, you just, okay. It, it's, they simplified it. They really did simplify it. Um, Actually, I want to say, I think uh, did a D12s for Thieves. I said D6, but I think it's actually D12 for Thieves. What they'll do is they'll say you have to roll a 10 or under to move silently. Or you need to roll 4 or under to move silently. You have a little modifier in here. You roll a D12, boom, done, move on. Okay. I don't know what the rule, reason for that change is, but I have to tell you my little internal, by internal, I mean me by myself, playtest, it worked. Like I, I felt that it, it kept the game going smoothly. Um, everything, like I said, if you know first and second edition AD&D, you know this, it'll just be some changes for you. Let's move on to the next one. This is not just a nostalgic remake of AD&D. It has clarified and modernized the entire system while still feeling like AD&D. My complaints, and if you've watched the Angry Slow Show at all, for, I've had a couple episodes where I talk about this in uh, terms that I'm not allowed to use here. My complaint about D&D 3.0 through 5 is that when compared to the old red box basic D&D or to the advanced, you know, first and second, you know, editions of AD&D, it doesn't feel like Dungeons & Dragons anymore. Generic feels, fantasy world type thing. Yeah, it feels like generic fantasy world with uber magic here. I mean, there's a video on it, and I know I talked to a couple of these guys about it. Uh, on yes, yeah, I watched that video. Would, there, there's a video that kind of talks about how just magic is so pervasive everywhere. It's ubiquitous it's, now. It's it's everywhere. 
Yes, and that just takes away the kind of partially realistic feel of D&D. I get it, there's fireballs, but it still has a sense of realistic physics. Mm. So, Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea feels like D&D and AD&D should. Everything about this game feels to me like a genetically enhanced AD&D first edition game. If I didn't know there was a second edition, or a horrible, horrible, horrible third edition, I could easily be fooled into believing that this is it. Seriously, it's different, but not nearly as much different from first or second edition AD&D as third edition D&D is. Spiritually that, like, from the same place. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Now, I mean, it changes some things. Again, humans only, you know, there's sure. some, but like I said, you could easily throw that in. This is what third edition Dungeons & Dragons should have been. So I already forgot the guy's name. <laughs> Papa Zaff? What? No, 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 Papa oh. Zaff, that, that'll, that'll be for a second. Okay. But uh, where's my camera? There, there it is. Good job. I think that if you're a D&D fanatic but can't get a hold of the first and second edition AD&D books, get this game. Get it. Okay. Now, I want to thank Papa Zaff. The reason is, is most of you people who know me, uh, yes, fifth edition is Forgotten Realms. Uh, regular Advanced Dungeons and Dragons was Greyhawk. Um, mm. But uh, normally when somebody says, you should try this out, I ignore him. I talked to him while he was, because so he's part of Algarian's crew for Shadow yes. of the Avatar. Yes, he is. And uh, so uh, when I was hosting or streaming on Twitch, I, I hosted him a couple times. So afterwards, I'd stay back and I'd chat. And I chatted with him. He told me once I should check this game. I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Talked to him another time. And he said, man, you, you'd really like this game. You should check it out. I said, Fine, whatever. So I actually looked into it. I clicked on the web page and looked at it. I was like, oh, this looks neat. Then I looked into it more, looked into it more. I said, I got to buy this book. Yeah, it just got, kept getting better and better the more you looked into yep. it. That it rarely absolutely. happens. Yep, it absolutely got you. And I am glad he did. So thank you to Papa Zaf. And, uh, you know, so Elgarian can maybe pass that along to him. I sent him a message also on, uh, on oh, good. Twitch. Okay, so now we're going to move to the next. No, so let me finish. I'm sorry. You can, oh. you can go to the next game if you want. But uh, I just want to say these two games are totally different. This one is an old school revival game that is in the vein of first edition Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Now we're going to move to Dungeon World. Okay. This one I'm going to struggle with a little more. It is different. So, uh, how do I say? Well, first of all, you can get it uh, drive through RPG. You can get the PDF, not watermarked, for $10. Okay. You can get it on Amazon for $25. And you can get it from the dungeonworld.com site itself, softcover and PDF for $25. Oh, look at you. Probably a better deal. Yeah, sounds like Now, why, why is Dungeon World Guide 1.2 in orange? Well, because the book itself doesn't do a great, it does a great job with rules. And if you already know the apocalypse system, you don't need anything else. If you're a grognard like me who hasn't played a game like this, that dungeon world guide, almost yes. the, everything that I'm going to talk to you about today came from that guide at some point in there. Uh, so you need it if you're a grognard. So if you're new to the game or new to the apocalypse world system, grognard. Yeah, grog, uh, old person curmudgeon who doesn't want to change. Rawr, back in my day, get off my lawn. Oh, curmudgeon. Yeah, well, people use it in, as an internet meme to mean somebody like, uh, oh. I'm always called a grognard for mech warrior because I want everything to be 3025, and they're yeah. like, yeah, you grognards like you, blah, blah, blah. So, fair. Okay. All right, next slide. So we're at the rules light. Now, real quick. <laughs> get off my rule... lawn. Von Zark yeah. says, get off my lawn. Exactly. Well, Von Zurich actually is sitting on his lawn saying, get off my lawn. So oh, I know well, him. He could, he could not be talking to us. Just accidentally talking to him. Exactly. He's talking to their, their kids on their fancy BMX motorcycles. 
there you go. <laughs> With their Walkmans and boom boxes. <laughs> All right. So. And them glowy like stuff it. in their shoes. Who needs really shoes that glow? <laughs> or what's this with roller skates on shoes? Stop it. Damn, kids. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so what is a rules light game? If you don't know, a rules light game, it's the opposite of Pathfinder. It's, or D&D 3.5. Yeah. It's, it's more about the player and the GM working together to create the action uh, and the result of a scene rather than a nuance by nuance law library of rules like Pathfinder. Some people love the law library of rules. Some people love the extemporaneous uh, like uh, fate system, which I might get into just a touch here. But uh, it is not, if you're used to Dungeons and Dragons, Palladium, um, Earth Dawn, that's one, one extreme. That's my extreme. If you're on the other extreme, Fate Core, Mind Jammer, or Cosmic Patrol, it's not, Dungeon World isn't quite that far to the extemporaneous side. But either way, this can be off-putting or unsettling to some gamers. Well, to, to unseasoned gamers who, who, aren't, who, who haven't uh, gotten used to maybe riffing off a situation or uh, navigating, you know, strange uncharted territory then they're not going to be able to go with the punches on this one yeah i struggle with it a little bit i, I freely admit that i struggle. now i get it and i know in my brain what i want to have happen but i do struggle with it a little bit that's why i really want to be in a game that we have a good game master for this just yeah. to see yeah. how it flows because because when that, I that's it, the big problem that's the big problem uh the, the the freer the system is the more experience a game master you need yes yeah i i believe that um when I read about example interactions in this game, I'm like, that is awesome. It makes sense. I'd like it. But then when I try to do it on my own, it's like, oh, <laughs> like, so, yeah. So it, first of all, everything is a move. And, and, and the reason why I want to say that is because all moves involve die rolls. Sure. So hack and slash, which is essentially just melee attack, is a move. Picking pockets is a move. Camping for the evening is a move. Leveling up your character is a move. Everything in the game that requires an action or die roll is a move. Why is it necessary to call leveling up a move? I think just to keep everything in the same box. Okay. That's, that's my take right. on it. I'm neither arguing with it, nor agreeing with it, or arguing about it. It just it is, and I think that's why. So, now with that said, the GM never rolls action dice. The GM might roll damage dice, but never rolls action dice. And we'll get into how this happens uh, in a little bit. The way it's determined is the player rolls the dice. And if the player rolls a six or less, it's a fail. If they roll a seven to a nine, it's a partial success. And if they roll a 10 or more, it's Oh, I remember success. you talking about this game now. Yes. Oh yeah, you're right, I hated this. <laughs> you're right, so, I, I abhor now, this thing. You, you can have modifiers like like somebody who's a fighter probably is going to get like a plus two or three to his roll anyway. So really, he only has to roll an eight or higher. And if you start considering the uh, the percentages of two d six, you know, a lot lot of complete successes out there. Okay. Um, training that requires interaction with others. Yes. Uh, because some leveling may require train training. Okay. So, uh, anywho, where am I? So. What the game talks about and what that slide. guide really went into was in a traditional RPG that I'm used to, it's level and difficulty. Um, you know, you've got challenge ratings in the new Dungeons and Dragons. In, in the real Dungeons and Dragons, it was hit die of creatures. Uh, and you compared the hit die of the creature versus the party and so on and so forth. Sure. Uh, 
now it's not about that. You can have, and I'm kind of skipping to the next bullet a little bit here, but uh, you can have a dragon or a giant be as powerful as you want it to be. It's all in how you describe it. It's all in how, you know, if you want to have the characters afraid of this, uh, this uh, dragon, you have a breathing fire and melting stone and so forth. If you want them to actually feel like they've got a chance, maybe it takes it, you know, a few seconds to actually get off the ground. It can't just launch itself. It's fire. It, it takes it a moment to really get hot. And then when it blows it out there, yeah, it does some damage. It might heat your metal armor. But other than that, ah, it's, you know, it's or, not. Or it started off sleeping. Or it started off sleeping. Yeah, there, there are different things you can do, but it's story driven. Mm-hmm. I like that in theory. And like I said, the examples that I see, I love. I just wish I could do it myself. Um, so you're focusing on the risks and rewards. You're focusing on the consequences of actions, not on, as the guide said, the binary pass fail of a skill check. So as, uh, as the next book goes here, the GM narrates the beginning of the NPC action and then follows it up with what do you do? And I liken, liken this mostly to if anybody's ever done forum role-playing out there, uh, I used to do that in the past, where you can you never dictate somebody else's action. So if I was going to punch Heathen Dog or hit him with a sword, I would say, rears his arm back in a hefty blow coming down towards Heathen Dog's head and then stop there. And then Heathen Dog determines if it hits him or not. Yeah, that see, when, when, I, when I hear stuff like that, I mean, oh, Sissy Snowflake role-playing. Well, That's great. Well, I, no, I didn't <laughs> okay. give you permission to touch me with your fist. Well, you don't but, get but, to which, roll. I, don't want, I decide. I don't want they kick me in the butt. You know, I, just, yeah. I, I, I get it. So, like, but with this, what you do is okay. The sword's coming down. What do you do, Heathen Dog? And then Heathen Dog tells me it could be a hack and slash. It could be a defy danger. It could be something that you don't even have to roll for because it makes such common sense. One of the things about this game, there's no backstab rolling. Is he not looking at you? No. Does he know you're there? No. Okay, you hit. Roll your damage. So there are some common sense things that take place in this. Uh, in terms of storytelling, it's more about the storytelling, which again, in theory, I really like. So Jim narrates the beginning. What do you do? Player responds. If the response triggers a move, then the player rolls the die. And the GM narrates the conclusion of the action based on the player's die result. So let's move on to the next slide here. The hack and slash example. This is an overly, oh, by the way, all my examples here, this is just, you know, slips on, could be a slip on a random Exaggeration banana, to clarify. What's that? Exaggerating to clarify. It could be. Okay. Uh, so, well, not exaggerating. I, I, I'm the opposite of exaggerating. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm intentionally being simplistic with this, to be clear. Well, so yes. hack and slash example. If they roll less than a six, the player misses. And then the opponent rolls damage. Not to hit. Automatically, the player failed at whatever he's attempting to do. In this case, it was just a simple hack and slash. And Think of it as a melee attack. in response, yeah. Yeah, so... You didn't get what you wanted. Not only did you not get what you wanted, but it hits you. Or it performs a different action. Maybe the, the, char- the NPC was trying to get away, or maybe he was trying to grapple a different character, or maybe it was trying to throw a, a, a gem in the mouth of a dragon or something. Whatever. The opponent gets to do what he wants to do, essentially. Okay. Now, if you roll a 7 to 9, again, there are modifiers in here. If you're a warrior, chances are you only need to roll a 5, not a 7, you know, just as an example. The player hits and rolls damage but the opponent also rolls damage in return or whatever the other thing is. So it's, just, it's your typical I attack and hit, he rolls to attack and hits also. But it's done with one die roll, not two. Got it. And lastly, on the 10 plus, the player hits and rolls damage. And the opponent Wait, I don't, I don't see back. a 10 plus here. Huh? In the slide. slide has a 10. My slide has a 10 plus, I'm looking at it right now. 
no, I got hack and slash example. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I was looking at the wrong bullet points. Sorry. Okay. Uh, on 10 plus, the, the player hits and rolls damage, and the opponent cannot hit back or can't do whatever action it wanted to do. Maybe it was get away, or uh, maybe he does slip on a random banana. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, cut, but the, the, in uh, this cut, case... cut the rope to, to, to activate the gallows that, that's yeah. going to kill the maiden. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, now, there's that weird 7 to 9 area that, that was intimidating to me. What does that mean? Well, it's a partial success or a success with a cost. So you roll the seven to nine on trying to steal the gem, but you were spotted by the guard. Now, it could also mean that the player just doesn't get everything he wanted. And mind you, a good GM is going to give the player choices in this. Okay, this is what happened. What do you want to do? So maybe he gets more than he bargained for. Now you can choose. You have a choice. Do you want to steal the gem? And, and have to face the guard? Or do you want to say, you know what, I'm, I'm come back and try again another day and just leave with your, you know, your, your feet intact, hands intact, <laughs> your body intact? So it's up to a good GM and a, a good group of players to figure out what is going on there. So moving on to the next side, there's no initiative in the game. And this is, again, one of those things that just drives me crazy. I'm going to tell you it works. But my grognard brain just like, ah, I must roll initiative. It's also why I don't like 5th edition, where you roll initiative once and call it a day. I think that's stupid. Actually, I prefer this system to 5th edition D&D. The reason is because the game master sets the scene, and then everybody just reacts. When a reaction results in a move, it's time to attack. It's time to defy danger. It's time to whatever, you know, shoot an arrow. It's time to cast a spell. Yeah, Stop. That, that sounds great un- until you get a big group. And then you're going to need some kind of order just to get, get things well, done in a the fashion. The order happens, and uh, I'm using theory here because I haven't done it myself, but the order happens organically. Mm-hmm. So Heathen Dog stops and says, I shoot him in the face. Okay, that's a move action. Nobody else is doing anything now. Heathen Dog's going to shoot in the face. And then once Heathen Dog resolves that, let's say you roll a 10 and you shoot him in the face, then somebody else might say, I'm doing this. Well, I'm doing that. I'm doing the next thing. Okay, which one of those things counts as an action? If they can do it freely, all right, you got it done. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, that's going to be an action. Stop. Roll your move. So you could actually, in theory, take three, four, or five actions, moves, before somebody else does anything. Not stepping on their toes. It's just the way the organic nature of the, the I don't want to call it round, the, the, the time <laughs> happened to go. Again, I struggle with this, as I can tell Heathen Dog struggling with this. Well, but no, with, seen... with, with two, maybe even three people that, that you're GMing, this can go mm-hmm. fine. Any more than that, though, you're going to need some kind of set order that, that these PCs go in, or else sure. people are going to be raising their hand going, ooh, 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 like all their, like they're all teacher's pet wanting to go first. Well, th- that's when you as the game master step in and say, your thing is going to take some time segments. I'm moving on to this one. I'll be back with you. You've done your action. You still get to roll your move. It's always about the what do you do. Follow everything up with the what do you do. And if that what do you do requires a roll, then you do it. If it doesn't require a roll, great. Now, if you ever get in that situation, which is what I think you're going to, well, I would have done this if he was doing that. Well, I, you, it's just play it out, people. Play it out. Come on. We have arguments even in 2nd edition AD&D and 5th edition D&D and so on and so forth as well. But I do get, but Heathen Dog is right. You do need some sense of control. It's just it's not done with time. So, um, 
So, and that's what I was talking about, multiple actions in a round. And I already talked about the, uh, the monsters a little bit, but monsters are di differentiated by description. It's like uh, the example they used was about the giant thing. Like, how do you get close enough to attack a 20-foot giant? Well, if he's an idiot and he's just like, bah, 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 pound on the ground, well, just get behind him. Yeah. But if he's an intelligent giant that uh, isn't going to let that happen, you know, we'll say a ninja giant, well, that is a whole different story, and maybe your group isn't ready to take on that giant. It's not done by, by hit dice. It's not done by a character level. You can have a, a, a kobold be the most devastating thing in the game, or be a typical kobold that's half hit die and you're just dead. So it's all about, it's all story driven. Now, I gotta tell you that as a game master, I don't feel compelled to make all orcs one hit die anyway. So this is nothing new to me or nothing I care about, but I'm glad it's written in the game. They've just taken it out. There's no challenge rating. It's just, how do you want it to be? It's right. up to the GM and his story. Okay. Okay, let's move on here. Um, so if this all sounded strange or confusing to you, please, please, please download that Dungeon World guide that you see in the, the little orange link at the bottom because I'm, pr I'm promising you it will help you. Although they, they talk about something awful too much and I can't stand goons because, yes, something awful are goons and goons ruin everything. I paid my 10 bucks though. Um, it's, a, it's a really, really good document. So customization of the game is easy. So while the base book comes with certain classes and so on and so forth, you can absolutely, it teaches you how to create new moves for your campaign. Uh, it teaches you how to create new monsters, uh, how to, it, well, it doesn't directly teach you how to integrate classes, but you can easily look at the format and see how to make new yeah. classes, uh, new races if you wanted to do that. It's very, very simple uh, once you get the hang of it. What's that? How to make a Dungeon World tiefling. You probably could, and then I will kill it just because, you know what the only move for a tiefling is? Die. Die. Aww. Yeah. Dies upon creation. Stillborn tiefling. Horrible move. But, hey, <laughs> you just have a pile of them. Uh, you can do that with Asimar also, by the way. Uh, they just die upon creation. Okay. Um, it empowers the players. And now, this is where some GMs will, will, if they're not comfortable with this, may have a problem. It's definitely a more free-form game. It's not a fully free-form game, say, like Fate Core or Cosmic Patrol. But it is definitely more about the choices the characters make, and the GM better be ready for some of them. And if he's not, the game allows it. So, so that's that's what the game's, that's what it's predicated on. Buck up, is, buttercup. You better get good yep. real quick. Exactly. So my perceptions... Uh, so maybe I should have labeled this uh, con concerns. Is first of all, it's not paranoia, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, but I don't see long campaigns lasting in this game. Maybe that isn't the intention, which would be a turnoff for somebody like me. But uh, you level extremely quickly. Hell, every time you roll a six or less, you get an experience point. And uh, if I remember correctly, experience points are seven plus whatever your level is now. So if you have a long game session, you roll seven sixes or less, you've leveled up. <laughs> like, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's other ways to be getting experience points as well. Uh, and the max level in the game is 10. So, yeah, uh, I, I foresee... Yeah, you know, I'm a god. I, well, I just foresee going... And, and, but that may be the intent of the game as well, to not have these long story-driven things, because there are other games out there for that. Maybe this is what they want. This is, this is a sit around the table, have, a, have a, a few adventures over the course of a couple months, and then let's move on to do something else. That, that could be what it is. I, I don't know. GMs have to be flexible. They yeah. have to be comfortable with the player choices and the outcomes. 
and it strongly favors the players. You could turn that around, but generally speaking, it strongly favors the players. If you're a jerk GM that wants to kill the players, eh, probably not the game for you. Um, if you're one of those people who wants intricate encounters that they can only do these weird certain things, might be tough because if it's a legitimate move, what are you going to do? And uh, I really want to try it, but I have to tell you, I would struggle. I could not GM this game. I think I'm a capable GM for most systems. I could not GM this game without playing it first. Look for it at Gen Con. I, I, actually, I'm going to. I'm going to look for it at Gen Con. So, um, yeah, that's, um, that's it, isn't it? Yes, that is it that for is my it? RNG. Uh, so hopefully you guys, like the like I said, I purposely picked those two because one I'd kind of talked about it on my stream before. Also because they're they're completely different types of games. I didn't want to just talk about the same thing twice. So hopefully they were interesting to you. Eh, you did all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Max. I'm never coming awesome. here again. Never. You suck so bad, it hurts. <laughs> that system sounds chaotic at best, insane at worst. Well, no, chaotic at best is a little much. Uh, insane at worst, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. The, your no, your you, worst you case scenario is spot on. Please, please if, if you're not sure, I put the link to that guide. Uh, look at it. Look, look at the guide, and, and, I, and I promise you, you will come out of it much better. Well, here. Here's the book. I have the book. The book is good. Not great, but it is good. But that guide helped me more than this book did. Okay. Good to know. Whatever. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, this is our individual Twitch schedule. Want everyone to look at it, to know it, to love it. This is uh this is what we're doing. And as you can see, Algarian streaming five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten day ten times a week. Wow. Yes, Baldahar, the book had holes in it because I have a green screen. Yes. So it probably looks really funny. <laughs> Here. There we go. There, there's the side of it. <laughs> Jerk. Ow, ow, ow. Yes, I got him! Okay. All right. I can't laugh yet, so stop it. All right. Uh, this is uh, Maxiowis. He's uh, in his YouTube Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He explained this at the beginning. But uh, it's yes. It's awesome. It, you should watch it yes. unless A, you're a snowflake. The angry snowflake. Oh, especially if you're a snowflake. I want to make fun of you on the stream. Yeah. I, I Talk about plot holes. Nice. Boom. Boom. Uh, nice. That was a good one. I'm not going to go into what I said earlier, but generally speaking, my stream is, uh, is more heavily opinionated. Uh, I'll admit, I'm friendly. just going to say it here if you don't mind me saying it. it is definitely opinionated right wing commentary because I'm sick of you know SJWs and so forth and uh, things that I can't do on this show it's an equal a mistake to go the other way stay stay center, stay center. I think I do for the most part it's just I'm, I'm going after snowflakes right now uh, so <laughs> like uh, but uh, it, it, it's commentary, it's, it's socio, not political, it's social commentary based on happenings in anime, comics, and games. Right. So. Yeah, that's good. All right, and then here's Algarian, uh, Monday through Friday. Damn it, Max. Uh, streaming uh, Charlie Avatar. And you can see his, uh, his websites, uh, Role Players of the Avatar, arpiota.com and sodahelp.com. If you're a new player or if you want to be a role player, you can put up your uh, your backstory and any fan fiction can go to RPOTA right there. Bam. And he does giveaways every half hour or every hour. Every 30 to 60 minutes on his stream, he does giveaways. And not, not junk either. No. Good stuff. 
Yeah. Good stuff. It's all dependent on the viewer I'm like the only person who account. doesn't give anything away. I, I need donations so I can give stuff away. Yeah, you do. Like I said, you're getting a dollar from Super Chat on Monday from me. Woo-hoo. Yeah, but that's from you. You're already part of us. Aw. So? Still a dollar. So you pay me a dollar to give back to you is really what I actually Well, I don't get that much back. You back like 50 cents. <laughs> Less than. Less than. Less than that. But uh, yeah, you can uh, go ahead and uh, join the Legion. Join us on Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Watch us on YouTube. Please. All the good stuff. We like it. Yes, please follow us on Discord, especially if you have anything you want us to like follow up with and so on. So I'm on Discord all over the place. I'm on Discord at work. I'm on Discord at home. I can't always respond, and I'm definitely not in voice chat when I'm at work and so forth, but I'm always on Discord. I know these guys check Twitter quite a bit. I'm trying to be more active on there. YouTube, yes. we love those likes. We love those subscribes. They really, really, you guys, I mean, if unless you're streamers yourself, you probably don't know how much those the watch time is number one but those likes and subscribes are definitely a very close second correct for both twitch and youtube that is correct okay and of course you can support us by the patreon stream labs buy our gear buy our gear and of course be like baldahar twitch cheer we love it instant gratification it's everyone's bag so uh i want to thank everyone for stopping by and uh max Yao, do you have anything you want to say no, I had a lot of fun today. I actually was a little stressed about this because I tired beforehand, but uh, nope. I appreciate everybody being here. I cannot thank you enough. Don't come by the Angry Show Show if, you, if you're looking for more of this. But uh, other than that, uh, thank you, Heathen Dog, for having me and making me watch those anime. You are welcome. Everyone, you guys have a really good day. Stay safe. Stay fun. <laughs>